Hi, Dad. How you doing? I'm fine, thank you. This is Tom Capone, and I'm with my dad, Anthony Capone, and we're sitting down to talk about uh, the early years. This is episode two of Recollections. So, Dad, I thought a good way for us to begin would be to talk about a few things to see if you can find what is common in each of the things that I share with you now. The first is the Holland Tunnel opened, Time Magazine Man of the Year was Charles Lindbergh, Ford Motor Company's newest car was the Model A, work on Mount Rushmore began, Calvin Coolidge was president, and the New York Yankees were the World Series champs. Why do you think I brought each of those items up in a conversation with you? What's in common? I think, well, I know that Charles Lindbergh uh, made his famous flight the year I was born. So all of these things took place in... 1927. In 1927. Your birth date was... October 28th, 1927. So that makes you... (laughs) Uh, I'm going to be 91 this year. So 91. You'll be 91 October 28th. So... uh, 2018, yeah. So I thought it would be uh, an interesting way for us to begin our conversation. And this is a follow-up to a conversation we had a couple of weeks ago. And we talked about a number of things. And I thought maybe in the time that we spent together today we can maybe hit upon some of the things that we talked about and maybe learn a little bit more in depth about some of the items that you brought up. So maybe a place to begin would be uh, with your family, with grandma and grandpa and your sisters living in Brooklyn. Are there any specific memories, maybe um, holidays or vacations that you went on, anything at all that uh, stands out about uh, growing up in Brooklyn with Grandma and Grandpa and your sisters? Well, uh, we lived in uh, 2127 61st Street and about five or six houses down the street. Uh, my cousins lived, four boys. Mm-hmm. They were cousins because their mother and my mother were sisters. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was Aunt Francie, and there was Paulie, Mike, Tony and Ray. Mm-hmm. I had three sisters and no brothers, so I found, I may have mentioned this earlier, but I, I found myself hanging out with them. We played s- softball on the uh, field adjacent to the elementary school that I went to, PS226, and um, in the corner, Across the street was the church, St. Athanasius. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. so you, you spent time after school with your friends in that field playing softball. Yeah. What were some other th- ways that you spent time with your friends? Um, well, um, my friend uh, Puggy lived nearby, mm-hmm. a couple of blocks away, and... Uh, Gino Favaro, and uh, the thing that stands out about Gino was that, uh, you know, we were, you know, teenagers and so on. His father was a tough, tough guy. They would be seated at the table to have dinner, and Gino would say, I have to go in, it's dinner time. (laughs) And the thing was, his father was so tough, 
They all sat down, he and his sisters, his mother, sit at the table, the food was there. Nobody was allowed to touch any food until the father decided to come down, sit at the table. I I would never be able to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, his father was very tough and Gino was afraid of him. Um, So you you went to PS2? 226. And, and then Seth Lowe Junior High School. All right, but let's just go back to elementary school, PS, public school, 226. Do you remember any of your teachers or anything at all about your time spent in elementary school? Hmm. Not really. I, I think the principal's name was uh, Alfred D.B. Mason. <laughs> what kind of a principal was he? <laughs> uh, um... He was prominent. You knew he was the principal. Mm-hmm. He instilled fear? A little bit, but uh, also, you know, respect and so on. Yeah. You know, I think respect mm-hmm. would be a, a word. So what were uh, some of the things that you, you learned about in school? Does anything stand out? Does a particular teacher come to mind and stand out as somebody who really made an impact on you? Mm, not at the moment. Not in elementary school. Not in elementary school, okay. but then <clears throat> uh, we uh, had to take the RA tests, rapid advance, mm-hmm. which my teachers selected me as uh, with a number of others, and I took the test and I uh, passed, and I was accepted to RA rapid advance. So I did three years of junior high school in two. Wow. That's amazing. So that was called the RA, rapid so, advance. So what was that, that transition like for you then? Well, it meant that when I was, when I moved on to high school, I was a year younger than did, did you feel that, that you were a year younger, or were you I, able to I, assimilate? I, I did. Uh, you know, I was aware that I was younger, mm-hmm. but, uh, but I had a few other guys in the program, too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that we went to uh, Lafayette High School. W- was there a particular teacher from Lafayette High School who you remember, who made an impact on you? Uh, yes. I re- <laughs> My Latin teacher, don't ask me what her name was, I can't think of it at the moment, but my Latin teacher. I took Latin for two years. What was it about her that uh, makes her stand out? Well, she was uh, very, uh, what's it, she was very proud of me, of my accomplishment in in Latin, Mm -hmm. and she sent me to uh, a competition with uh, students from other schools around the city and so on. And I attended, I didn't win or anything. Do you, do you remember any Latin? Can you share anything with us in Latin? <laughs> Latin? That's really putting you on the spot. Um, Latin, uh, not at the moment, but I'll pop in, uh, Latin. All right, we'll come back to that. Yeah. Um, all right, so your Latin teacher made an impression on you. She was very proud of you. Yeah. Uh, were, were there any courses that you took in high school 
that uh, you liked in particular, that you really excelled in, aside from Latin? I was a good student. I, I did mm -hmm. well in, mm -hmm. in all of my classes. Okay. Was there anybody at that time the, a source of inspiration to you that led you to become a teacher? Or was that, did that process evolve? Uh, no, no. Uh, because when I graduated from high school, <clears throat> none of my family had ever been to college. My father had come here as an immigrant mm -hmm. and so on. And <laughs> I just applied to two schools. I'm aware of today our kids apply to seven or eight and, you know. Sometimes even more. And even more, mm -hmm. okay. And uh, interviews and so on. And uh, I applied to Columbia and to NYU. And as I, I was accepted to both of them. So what was the uh, process for determining uh, that you would go to Columbia? It just, that's the one I... Well, that was Columbia. Yeah, it was yeah. Columbia. Mm -hmm. Uh, the thing is that I attended Columbia by uh, by subway. <laughs> I didn't live there. So you commuted for every one day semester. from home in Brooklyn yep. to Columbia by subway. I, yeah, and went to uh, Penn Station, took the subway to Penn Station, to mm -hmm. Manhattan, and then got on a subway to go... Uptown, Columbia is 116th Street and Broadway. CCNY was 138th Street. So on the uh, train, there were all students mm -hmm. for Columbia and CCNY. Everybody be sitting there with textbooks or taking notes and doing homework. <laughs> so I imagine that um, when you first started commuting, you, you were really on your own, but I guess you got to know people and shared a, a, a commute yeah. with people who became your friends. Yes, that's true. Um, um, one semester, well, one semester I stayed at Columbia. Mm -hmm. By the way, I did, one of my friends, Charlie Giordano, had been accepted there too. And how far did he but live he, from... He lived in Brooklyn. We were in, you know, friends in high school mm -hmm. and so on. But he lived on the campus. And one semester, um, his roommate moved out, and I stayed there for one semester. So what year was that? Your <laughs> sophomore, junior, senior year? Probably my uh, senior year, probably. So did, did Grandma and Grandpa have to uh, really think about saying yes to allowing you to stay there, or was it an easy decision on their part? I guess it was easy. I, You know, you don't know if my father had never been to college or anything like that, and they might have been apprehensive, but, but they knew Charlie, mm -hmm. and they knew his uh, parents, too. His parents were, uh, comparatively speaking, uh, wealthy. Mm -hmm. Had a beautifully decorated home, and uh, his father was in the clothing industry. So 
and they, his parents, uh, liked me. They thought I was a good friend for Charlie. Charlie was not as good a student as I was. But, but yeah, we he was accepted very, to Columbia, so But he had, was accepted to Columbia, right. right. Uh, any stories that you can share of your time on campus that would be appropriate for this conversation, Dad? <laughs> Not really, yeah. really, because I, as I said, I was a commuter. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that was your senior year. Then you graduated from Columbia. Yes. And then, and then. And then, I. You were drafted? In the no. I, let me get the sequence. I was drafted. When did I go in the Army? Come on, man. I, I, right, I was drafted 1940-something. I went to basic training, and uh, so then, let, let me let me. Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Let me ask you that your your college years were not interrupted, were they? You completed four years of college, and then you were drafted, or no? I, during my college. So so then so, so I was in. I I went to uh, the Philippines. Which you shared with us last time, but right. just the and sequence Japan of events. Had, all right, Japan had surrendered, so we came back, and I uh, graduated with my class mm -hmm. in '48. Okay, so you completed um, your college career. Yes, um, but it was interrupted by the mm -hmm. by 14 months, 15 months of uh, yeah. time that you were enlisted. Or, or serving. Not enlisted, Not, drafted. Drafted, <laughs> an important <laughs> distinction to make. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, and then I applied to medical school. Mm -hmm. My father really wanted me to be a doctor. I applied one year and uh, was not accepted to either school. I think I applied to two schools or whatever the number, I don't remember. But uh, I didn't. And I just floated around. Uh, I sold life insurance. My father was in the life insurance business. I'm, I'm hearing this for the first time. I don't think I knew that. Yep. Or I forgot that. I did that, and um, he was in the Colonial Life Insurance Company, and I worked in next office, the office next to the one he uh, occupied in, in Brooklyn, in Bay Ridge. Uh, I worked for them possibly uh, almost up to a year. But in those days, I used to go to house to house to collect uh, the insurance premiums. Mm -hmm. and. And people used to pay by the week, and the the uh, thrust was when you got there to collect the pre the weekly premium mm -hmm. that you'd go in there and convince them to buy a policy. 
which I hated. <laughs> and uh, so I did that. So you did that for a year. Yeah. And then, then what? And then... You say you did a couple of things. What After the insurance company... Uh, well, I, I guess that's what, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And then I applied to uh, uh, Teachers College. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that was good, good experience. There's a similarity in, in my path also. I mean, I, upon graduation from college, I didn't go right into teaching. I did a variety of things as well. Yeah. Perhaps a few more than, than you did, but you were in the insurance yeah. industry for a while, then you decided to go into teaching. <laughs> the insurance, uh, I was uh, uh, my supervisor in the office. I can't think of his name. I wish I could. Thin mustache, and, and he would tap. Uh, how many policies did I sell? Uh, it was never enough, mm-hmm. and I wasn't very good at it. And he. <laughs> so, how did Grandpa feel about you leaving that particular position? Oh no, I, he was happy. He, he was, was good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and. Uh, and then I started a teacher's college. And that took two years? Um, I, I don't remember now. Two years. Teacher's college. When did I graduate? Well, upon completion of yeah. it, then you, you got a job right away? My uh, friends... One of my friends told me about uh, West Babylon. Can't think of who it was. Mm-hmm. And so I applied, and uh, and was interviewed by uh, uh, the superintendent. Or he was called a district principal at the time, uh, Helmer Peterson. He must have been superintendent for a long time. He was. He was. He was district principal then, then he became, they uh, classified him as superintendent. So he hired you? He hired as me. As what kind of teacher? As a science teacher. And when I went to the meeting to start the first year of teaching there, the meeting was held in the gym of the uh, high school. Mm-hmm of the school, and I went in, and there was a guy there standing, and, uh, hi, are you, is this your first year? Yes, he said, my first year. My name is Tony, my name is Matt. And of course that was? Matt Walensky. And we always go back to that, and (laughs) it's kind of, it was kind of a running joke with it. One of us asked for a cigarette. <laughs> I think it was him. <laughs> he said it was me. <laughs> but uh, anyway, people smoked then. And, and what are you teaching? English. Uh, what am I teaching? To me, science. So we sat down, 
And it was a, I'm almost going to cry. It was a friendship that lasted, you know, until he passed away. He became your best friend? My best friend, a yeah. dear friend. Yeah. And uh, to go <laughs> take a side trip on that was uh, we used to go to Atlantic City once a month. And... Uh, We'd get a room, you know, with two beds. And then we, he'd get up early in the morning and go down. And while he was down, I'd get up, take a shower, get dressed, and go down. And uh, we'd gamble for a little while and then have a, a nice breakfast. So you did that for many years. That was a routine. You did that once a month. Yes. For many, many years. Yes. When you first started to talk about Madden and you took it in this direction, I thought you were going to talk about another shared experience that you and he had when you were young teachers. You both worked together in a restaurant. Yes. What was the name of that restaurant? The salary was low. We both had families and LaGrange in uh, Bayshore. You worked weekends, obviously. Worked weekends. Matt was an experienced uh, waiter because uh, in the summer when he was younger, he was a busboy up in the Catskills in a restaurant, in a hotel, restaurant, whatever, that his sister worked at. Mm -hmm. And she got him this job as a busboy and waiter and so on. And so, uh, when we started teaching, he got a job in LaGrange. Black suit, black bow tie, white shirt, and uh, it was very, uh, very fancy restaurant. And Robert Moses, who, what was his title in New York? I can't think of it. Was the director of parks and Transportation. Transportation and so on. He designed and built. Oh, yeah, the Robert Moses, Robert the Moses. bridge and so on. Jones Beach. Jones Beach, right, exactly. The Southern State Parkway, Northern State Parkway. Well, he used oh. to come to the LaGrange every Wednesday night, uh, Saturday night, mm -hmm. and he sat in the corner of the room in Matt's station. And Matt was his waiter for the the years that we worked there. <laughs> was he a good tipper? He was an excellent tipper. Matt and I shared our tips, but um, he was also a good drinker. <laughs> Matt said he, had, he just drank and drank. So that, that, that leads me to something, though. You and Matt shared tips. You split your tips down the middle? Yeah. Well, that tradition continued and extended to your experience at, at uh, Atlantic City. Atlantic City, absolutely. Share that story. Well, we did the same thing. We, uh, He would go down early. I would take my shower and go down and uh, meet him at the machines. And uh, I'd, I gave him $50. He put in 50 And then we took turns playing the machine. Uh, for about 10 or 12 repetitions. And then the, he'd get up and I'd sit down and do the same thing. 
and uh, we split. Then we'd go for breakfast and go back to the machines. But the uh, the agreement that you had, if he won the jackpot, yeah, even if you weren't there, he would split it with you. Absolutely, and you would do the same. Absolutely. On one occasion, I went to a machine that we never played, and I played it with. Uh, a wild card, Deuces Wild. Mm -hmm. And unbelievably, I got four aces and a deuce, mm -hmm. which five. meant five of a kind. The bells rang. The hostess, one of the hostesses came over. She said, my God, says, I've been working here eight years. I've never seen anybody hit that. It was $2,500, oh and uh, I called Matt. I guess I had a cell phone then, I don't remember. And, uh, and we split the $2,500. He was up in the room, or he wasn't Oh, there. no, he, he wasn't was gambling there. somewhere uh, else. But, Are you kidding? But the thing is, I remember you being here at the house, mm -hmm. getting a call from Matt, who was in Atlantic City. You were not there. And he would call every once in a while to tell you, yeah, tell you what, now, that he hit that the jackpot, hit, hit and that he was going to share it with you, even though you weren't there. Yes, you guys were faithful. Yes, in, in terms of keeping your end of that agreement. I I don't remember the reason for my not being there when he went. The dirty rat he went <laughs> for. The, no, I. It probably had something to do with the mom with her MS mm -hmm. or whatever. So, um, so you met Matt. He was one of the first people that you met as a teacher, a young teacher. No, not one of the first. The first. The first. We both stood there. Uh -huh. What do you teach? English. What are you going to teach? Science. Um, and so on. And you and Matt both, um, your paths, your, your teaching path or your career path was very, very similar in that you both became administrators. Yeah, but even before that, why would even during our first year, we organized a trip for the senior class to West Point, mm -hmm. the two of us. <laughs> we got a bus. The, the bus supervisor was a good friend of ours. And we got a school bus, and we drove up to there and so on. I, we did things like that. You must have had a lot of fun. We did. We were good friends. So, so that was your experience. Your and then, um, you know, in the district, uh, the superintendent particularly liked, loved Matt uh, because Matt had been a Marine, as the superintendent had been, mm -hmm. Mr. Peterson. Uh, and he, uh, in talking to him in the interview and so on, the, you know, he learned about Matt's being shot down in a plane and being in the water for eight hours with the pilot mm -hmm. and then being rescued by a ship. So we, <laughs> so this, uh, Mr. Peterson really had a, Fond feeling for him. So to fast forward a little bit, Matt eventually became superintendent of West Babylon Schools. 
Yes. And you were the assistant superintendent? Well, Marty and I were. But you were? We, each of us was uh, an assistant superintendent. You were for elementary ed or? No, uh, secondary. Secondary, and Marty was for elementary Elementary, right. yes. The three of you. The three of us. But there are more stories to share. Well, you know, everybody knew the, the, relation, the relationship the, among the three of us extended beyond a professional one. They all knew that the, the three of us were really good buddies mm -hmm. and uh, acknowledged it and recognized it among the teaching staff and so on. Those were good old days. Well, you know what? I think um, there are stories to be shared about those good old days, about you and Maddie and Martin, and maybe we can start the next time talking about some of those stories. Fine. All right. Thanks, Dad. Okay, Thomas.